Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love and Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. Everything is very soothing in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, like fires. Fires are always roaring. Ice yeah. skating is always happening. Mittens. There's tons of hot cocoa. I'm Susie Banacaram. And I'm Jessica Bennett. And this is In Retrospect, where each week we revisit a cultural moment from the past that shaped us. And that we just can't stop thinking about. Today, we have a special holiday version of In Retrospect, where we're going to talk about the past and present of Hallmark Christmas movies. Mm. Jess, have you ever watched a Hallmark Christmas movie? Susie, I'm proud to say the answer to that is no. <laughs> well, I cannot say the same. I have watched. <laughs> How could I have guessed? <laughs> so many Christmas movies this season that the other day Mike walked in on me watching one and said, Mike, your boyfriend. Mike, my boyfriend, and said, how many of these have you already watched this season? <laughs> and I did not like the judgment in his voice. I was yeah. like, what is that tone, mister? No, he was actually laughing. He thought it was hilarious. But I feel like some judgment about it. So I thought it would be interesting to query why I'm so interested or into these movies. Okay. I want to hear that. But also, what is a Hallmark movie? Like, what makes something a Hallmark? Are these Movies produced by Hallmark? Like, what am I missing here? Okay, yeah, this is a great question. Hallmark Christmas movies are made by Hallmark. Like the card company. Yeah, the card company. The backstory on the Hallmark Channel, which is where Hallmark Christmas movies are aired. What channel is, is that? Like, that's a channel on television. That's a channel on television as part of like your cable, cable package. Like cable? Okay, yes. okay. And, <laughs> I didn't um, have cable growing up, so oh, okay, maybe yeah, that's so where that my makes sense. But this is very confusing for you. Okay. So, actually, it started as the combination of two religious channels that oh. came together. 
and became a Christian network called the Faith and Values Channel. Oh my God, that makes sense why they're like so strident. <laughs> yes. Well, they're not actually strident. They're very soothing, but we're going to get to okay, that. Okay, we'll get to that. And so it started as a religious thing. Then there was a rebrand in 2001, and that's when it became the Hallmark Channel. And the original content had very explicitly religious and traditional themes. Okay. And it wasn't really until the 2010s when the channel began to be known for these made-for-TV movies, okay. romance, comedies. And then really it began to be known for Christmas movies in particular when it started this thing called Countdown to Christmas in oh. 2009. Countdown to Christmas, coming this October, only on Hallmark. And that is literally like every night to Christmas they premiere, I don't know if it's every night, but they premiere all the new Christmas movies of that season. Okay. So you've been really busy. I've been very <laughs> busy. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. And the idea is that these movies evoke the same warm traditional values that Hallmark greeting cards. And I don't okay. know if growing up you ever went to a Hallmark store, but I always loved the Hallmark store. They have yep. greeting yep. cards and ornaments. And so it's supposed to evoke those same feelings in you. And okay. I should say that I'm not the only one watching these movies because that's how I feel. Talking Be to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I think I'm the minority here. Yeah. People well, love these. <laughs> to give you an idea of what a big business it is, it is literally defying the fate of most other cable channels. Hallmark is one of the most popular cable channels on television. Wow. New York Magazine recently did a piece called Nobody Told Hallmark Channel the Cable is Dead. Mm. And in it, it <laughs> mentioned that it is not uncommon for Hallmark to have the most watched program in all of cable on any given night, wow. especially during the holiday season. Okay. And per Nielsen, Hallmark Channel is the number two most watched entertainment channel of 2023, just behind HDTV, but ahead of other channels that people watch a lot like TNT and USA and Food okay. Network. And also in the last week of November, they premiered seven brand new Hallmark Christmas movies, and that pushed the channel to be the number two most watched channel across all of cable, not just entertainment cable, meaning that it beat Fox News. And of those seven movies, six of them were watched by more than 1.7 million people on their premiere night. So that's just the people who watched it on the first run. Most of these movies are run over and over again. And they've made for this season 40 original movies. So just to air okay, in 2023. Okay. So what are they about? Like, is there really that much to say? <laughs> Why are there so many movies? What are they about? Well, they're all very formulaic. They're all very similar. They have a lot of rules. There's a standard story format. Now, some of this is starting to change a little bit as these shows have become more popular and as there's more diversity and inclusion. But the traditional formula is basically this. A relatable single, sometimes mm -hmm. very recently single, like a girl who's just literally broken up with her boyfriend or isn't single, scandalous, mm -hmm. but her boyfriend is a big dumb jerk and you hate him right away and it's clear okay. you're supposed to hate him. That's always a boyfriend. It's always like a boyfriend, yes. And so the single girl has lost faith in love 
She's pursuing life in the big city, and somehow she ends up in a small town for some reason. She's either <laughs> going home for the holidays. Okay. Sometimes she's a reporter who's working on a story about a secret Santa that nobody knows the identity <laughs> of. <laughs> okay, okay. Sometimes she has an accident, and she has amnesia, and she's oh in God. a small okay. town, and oh, she wow. falls in love, but she doesn't know who she is. Like, it's always some excuse okay. for why she's now in this idyllic town. <laughs> and With, like, snow. There's snow everywhere. And a thing that Hallmark actually says themselves is that a classic Hallmark Christmas movie has to have Christmas in every frame, meaning every single shot of the movie has to have some element of Christmas, like an ornament or a tree or a cookie. Like there has to be something visually that indicates it's a Christmas movie. Okay, so like there's no Jews in well, <laughs> now there are Jews. Now okay. they've released like a few Hallmark movies that are Hanukkah movies. Aha! So the matchmaker was right. Hanukkah on Rye. On Hallmark. But that is fairly recent. So again, we're just talking about the basic formula that has existed for years. We'll so talk about funny. kind of what's happening now later. But so here's this girl. She's in this small town and she meets a handsome local man, mm-hmm. a kind of modern Prince Charming. And almost always he is also single, but sometimes he also has an awful girlfriend who doesn't appreciate how sweet and perfect he is. And his job is always something like baker or... Oh my God, are you living a Hallmark movie? I'm kind of living a Hallmark movie because my boyfriend is a baker. Your partner is a baker. Yeah, he really really rejects that comparison because trust me, I've made it. But yeah. All right, so they're bakers or they're Bakers or they're a fireman or... They are the owner of the local Christmas tree lot. Okay, They're usually okay. small business owners or small town kind of charmers. Right. And while she spends time with this charming stranger, he reminds her of the simpler joys of small town life. Okay, so okay. community and warmth and comfort, everything is very soothing. In a Hallmark movie. Yeah, like fires. Fires are always roaring. Yeah. Ice skating is always happening. Mittens. There's tons of hot cocoa. It's just showering yeah, yeah, yeah. in hot cocoa. Yeah, like caroling. Caroling. There's always caroling. So often there's also, I just want to say, a child involved. Okay. Sometimes the man has a child and his wife has passed. They try not to talk about oh. divorce a lot. But sometimes he's divorced. Widows. Okay. And less often the woman has a child and the child is always like adorable and precocious. And the way the formula works is there's also kind of a formula to the story structure. So she gets to the town. She meets the stranger. Somewhere they start to get to know each other a little bit better. There's a near kiss Mm. (laughs) about three quarters of the way through the movie. Okay, you can time it. Yeah. And then eventually there is like a challenge they face or a challenge to their relationship or a misunderstanding that briefly pulls them apart. And then they're brought back together by the end. And there is one wow. perfect chaste kiss at the end of every movie. And that is the happy ending. And that's the end. That's it. And that's the end. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give love and logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. So wait, tell me some of the ones you've watched so far <laughs> this season. The thing is, I can't really tell them all apart. So like, I won't be able to tell you all the names. But, <laughs> but were they I've, but all I've so many romantic? Like, what's the general plot? So yeah, there's really a romance component to all of these. But I want to say that it, the fantasy isn't really just about romance. I mean, that's certainly part of it. But it's also just kind of an idyllic world where everybody loves their family and everyone's really supportive of each other. And everything is incredibly optimistic. Like, it is a world that is very different from the world we live in. And so there are these rules that govern this world. And some of these rules are explicit. Hallmark executives have talked about these rules. And some of them are less explicit but clear if you are a consumer of many of these films, which I am. So here are some of the rules <laughs> that I okay. have put together for you. Okay. So it always has to be two conventionally attractive, very classically American, traditionally white main characters. In recent years, there's been some diversification in race and sexuality, but that's kind of the standard setup. And then a lot of the stars are not super famous, but they're recognizable from some sitcom or teen show you watched as a kid. So like Lacey Chabert of Party of Five fame okay, and okay. Danica McKellar from The Wonder Years oh, right. who played Winnie Cooper. 
Holly Robinson Pete from 21 Jump Street was the most prominent black actress on the network for a long time. Now there are others. Even Meghan Markle was in two Hallmark movies uh-huh. when she was just an actor from Suits and not married to Prince okay. Harry. Do these pay a lot of money? Like, this is this like good money for actors? Yes. Actually, a lot of actors compare the Hallmark system to the old school studio system because actors can sign exclusive contracts with these networks. It just means that there's steady work, good pay, decent hours. Got like, it. it's the kind of thing where if you get into the Hallmark system, which right. is actually not easy to do, then you can have steady work every year. And these okay. movies shoot fast. So it's a very efficient process. It's like a journalist doing corporate work on the side. Kind of. It's <laughs> to like, fund their art. The Christmas movies generally get shot in 15 days. There's like minimal takes. Oh, okay. It's really efficient huh. and affordable. It's like they, doing ads. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are shot in Canada. <laughs> so they use existing locations. They don't have to okay. use sound stages. So there is like a whole industry around this that just churns out these Christmas movies. And it's a year-long process because they have to all be made and ready to go. And, like, if you're an actor, is this the kind of thing where you're like, "Mm, don't put that one on my website? (laughs) I think, actually, a lot of these actors get really into it. Like, there's an annual convention every year called Christmas Con, which I wanted to go to for this episode, but they rejected me. They said they didn't have room for podcasters this year. So I'm just, like, very (gasps) offended by that. Wow. Too many podcasts, man. the actors from these movies have been posting from Christmas Con. Okay, okay. Like Jesse Metcalf, who's one of the male yeah. stars who mm-hmm. used to be an actor on Desperate Housewives. Okay. He was posting from there just a couple days ago. Chad Michael Murray from One Tree Hill is okay. one of All these right. This actors. is basically a world that I just had no idea. No idea about. existed, but it is a whole universe. Okay. And okay, so they're proud. So they're proud of it. I don't I mean think. to dismiss them. No, I mean, I'm sure there are some people who, you know, wouldn't be. But I think, you know, if you're a working actor and it's been a while since you've been cast in something and you get right. plugged into the system, this is a great way right, to great. have regular work. And I think they all become like wear friends. wear a lot of chunky sweaters. Yeah, <laughs> I think they become friends. It's like uplifting content. Okay, great. So, okay, so let's go back to the rules. So the rules are the vibe has to always be uplifting and a little okay. magical. Like there's no <laughs> darkness in this world. The world makes sense here. There's no evil. Okay, there's no okay. war. There's no okay. famine. Oh, okay, that <laughs> sounds kind of nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice. So very deliberately, there are no politics. The former okay. CEO told The New Yorker for an article once that the only thing we promote is pet adoption. We make no <laughs> apologies about that. It's like what? very okay, clearly... Sure apolitical. And I think that's because the accusation was always that they were conservative because they came from a religious background. But they're actually trying to stay out of politics. And I want to mention another thing, which I think makes them very soothing, which is there's rarely economic hardship of any kind. Like small towns and small businesses aren't doing great (laughs) in the real world. But in these small towns, the small businesses are... We're not talking about Detroit businesses on the street, shuttered or whatever. Everything is viable. Sometimes there's like a challenge, like business is down or dad wants to retire and sell the business. But that challenge is always met and everything is fine by the end of the movie. And another thing that's interesting is that there are usually some hijinks and disagreements, Mm -hmm. but they literally cannot be too angry. (laughs) When the New Yorker reporter who did that article I mentioned was on set, she witnessed a scene where the guy seemed really angry and the director was like, cut. Like, you got to take it down a notch. Like, you're too mad. They're not, like, doxing each other on Twitter. 
<laughs> nobody's doxing each other on Twitter. Nobody is having like a crying jag and like throwing things. It is right. a very civilized world. Okay, okay. And the relationships are all basically healthy. Sometimes there are madcap misunderstandings. But at the root of this are good people who just love each other, families who get along. All the children are adored and cherished. Parents are either kind of saints or imperfect, but only because they're misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to note that there's also very little sex in these right, movies. Just like, just like a just few kisses. like chaste kisses, yeah. near kisses. But there's okay. no heat in these movies. It's all yeah. very safe. Do they get a rating? No. I mean, okay. if they got a rating, it I would guess be family TV friendly. movies don't get a rating. Okay. Yeah, no. this is PG. Though. Yeah, it's okay, but it's. Got it. I mean, I think it would be less than. P I don't know what less than PG is, but it would be got it. less okay. than PG. And you know, I mentioned the Christmas and every frame, and what that means is that there have to be heartwarming holiday themes all through the movie. Christmas tree decorating, cookie baking, cocoa, Christmas lights, snowball fights. Like there have to be a million okay. yeah, yeah, cliches yeah. about Christmas kind of thrown in. And then ultimately there's always the happy ending. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love and Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. So why do you like these? <laughs> I mean, let's let's be let's just get down. Well, to this it. sounds horrible. This okay. sounds like so so corny. <laughs> um, why do you like these? Okay, this is a great question. So first of all, yes, it's incredibly corny, and obviously, I know you well enough to know that you hate corny things. So <laughs> I knew that you would find this 
hilarious, but also disturbing. <laughs> and so I have spent a lot of time thinking about it in the last couple of weeks as I've been thinking about what we're going to talk about. And I think for me, it just represents a certain kind of Americana and small town life, which as an immigrant is what I thought America was. Like that mm. idealized version mm -hmm. of America is what you imagine America is when you come here and your right. life is nothing like that. Like right, right, you right. come from a world where there certainly is war and yeah. politics and danger and yeah. your life has just been completely thrown into disarray and you're far from your family. Like you don't have this yeah. sweet world and you imagine that that's the world everyone else has. So I think for me, they represent this kind of comforting idea okay. that there is a part of the world that makes sense, right? Yep. And, you know, I feel that like... That makes a lot of sense until you realize, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> it's not, like, it's not. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, what you're saying is, is that it's a fantasy, which, of course, it is. So now I obviously know that. I mean, I think I always kind of inherently knew that. But the reason I think it's kind of important around the holiday season is I think that's a time where people really feel not having those fantasy family lives. Mm, like if you're someone mm -hmm. who doesn't have a big family or doesn't have a family, you know, yeah, or yeah, lost yeah. your parent or whatever, this is a time where you feel very alone, you know, like the holidays mm -hmm. can feel really isolating. And so I think a lot of people just watch these movies as a way to feel the warmth that they're not getting in their personal Mm -hmm. lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think also the formulaic nature is very appealing to me. If I'm honest, mm -hmm. I don't really have to be watching. It's a perfect yeah, it, second screen yeah. activity. Like, yeah, I usually just put it on and I know the basic plot points are always essentially right. the same. So I can be doing other things. I can be like texting or doing a yeah, crossword I was puzzle ask, or whatever. I feel like maybe the few times I've, I don't know, been in other people's houses where they've been playing. They're like, they're on in the background. I'm like, you yeah. can go in and out. It's kind of like background noise in a way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're good. Like you're like, oh, this is actually kind of entertaining me. And so you dial in. But mm -hmm. for the most part, it's just this kind of soothing Christmas background. Like there's Right. With like some nice music. Yeah. Like some Christmas music gets played. Some adorable children come out in like costumes. You know, it's just like a kind of nice vibe to have in the background. It kind of makes my brain feel smooth like butter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it feels. Like mm -hmm. I have a lot of anxiety, as you know. And so sometimes I just want to watch something that just like irons out all the kinks in my brain. <laughs> but I thought what would be funny would be for me to describe to you the plot of the most popular Hallmark Christmas movie of all time, mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's fairly deranged in ways that I find really amusing. This is definitely a movie I've seen more than once. I don't know if I've ever seen it like start to finish because the other thing about Hallmark Christmas movies is I have cable, right? Which a lot of people don't have. But if you have cable, one of the benefits of it is that you just happen upon them. You know, it's like you're just flipping through channels and you're like, Are they on oh. other channels too? No, but they did make a deal this year with Peacock. And so now some Hallmark movies okay. are available on Peacock. And now lots of other people make Christmas movies, but... You know, it's kind of one of those things where if there's nothing else on, I'll just default around Christmas to Hallmark yeah. and just like have it on in the background. So okay. this movie, <laughs> I can't just like wait to tell you all about it. So this movie is called Christmas Under Wraps, and it stars mm -hmm. Candace Cameron Bure, who is arguably 
the queen of Christmas movies. She has been in so many of them. She has starred in four of the 10 most viewed Christmas movies on Hallmark. Okay. This movie debuted in 2014, and it to this day holds the record for Hallmark's highest ever broadcast premiere. Like it is credited by Hallmark executives as being the breakthrough moment for Christmas programming on the channel. And it re-airs every year. So an important thing to kind of understand about the ecosystem is that they make all these new movies every year, but then they mix in all these old movies that you remember. And that's also kind of part of the appeal. It's like when people watch Friends over and over again, like it's kind mm-hmm. of familiar and soothing to have one of these show up. Mm-hmm. So here's the story <laughs> of Christmas Under Wraps. After a breakup, <laughs> Dr. Lauren Brunel, played by Candace Cameron Bure, mm-hmm. is forced to move to Alaska for a new job. Okay, Alaska, love yeah. that. So she's been passed over for a prestigious fellowship in Boston, okay. and her boyfriend breaks up with her. Everything I've worked for my entire life is gone. She temporarily accepts an offer to go practice in a small town called Garland. Garland, Alaska. Get it? Okay. It's got a Christmas theme. It's a real town? No, the towns are no, never real. Okay, okay. The towns are oh, always like these like, okay. ba- like evergreen or whatever okay, those okay. fake names. All right, and got it. this job is supposed to be temporary while she waits for another chance at the Boston Fellowship. When she gets to Alaska, she meets Andy, who is a handsome local handyman. Welcome to Garland, Dr. Burnett. She quickly starts to fall in love with Garland. But as Lauren becomes more familiar with the town, she starts to notice some odd things. Most people in this town actually work for Andy, the adorable handyman she met when she arrived. His father, Frank, who owns a warehouse business called Holiday shipping because okay, their okay, yeah. last name is Holiday. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> Frank likes to eat cookies for breakfast. Oh, wow. And she can't quite figure out what Frank's business exactly is beyond <laughs> shipping. <laughs> but she starts to get to know Andy better. And it turns out that he used to be an architect in Seattle, but he moved home because his dad really needs help with the family business. Okay, okay. What is the family business? Still unclear. Uh, Santa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Christmas. Wait. <laughs> Just wait. He confides in Lauren that he's ambivalent about his future. And here is the almost kissed moment. And then later, there's an emergency. And Lauren is summoned to the holiday home. But when she gets there, she realizes it's not a medical emergency that she's been summoned for. But there's a reindeer. It's a reindeer emergency. <laughs> yes. And the reindeer is named Rudy, presumably short for Rudolph, who is injured. His ankle is injured. And it's a crisis because they need him to be well for the Christmas Eve dot, dot, dot festival. Okay. Okay. So still, she's like, things here are strange, but she's like, I don't get it. I don't get it. What is happening here that feels odd? (laughs) What could it all mean? And, you know. But she's smart, so she's starting to become suspicious. She, is she so? <laughs> Something strange is afoot. Well, she is a okay, doctor, okay. right? So Interesting. Okay. And so, oh, so did she know how to fix Rudy's foot? She patches up Rudy's ankle. Oh, she does. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And everyone is extremely grateful. And then some other things happen I won't get into. Okay. But it's important to note that somewhere in all of this, Andy gets Lauren a Christmas tree and mm-hmm. they decorate it together. This is the best Christmas I've ever had. 
And then they kiss. <laughs> nope. The kiss doesn't come until the end. It's just near uh, kisses okay, until okay. the end. I'm sure they bake some cookies or go ice skating. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. all the fun Christmas activities. Okay. But that's like how their romance unfolds. And then right after all of that comes the challenge. Lauren finds out that a spot has opened up in Boston after all. So she oh, tells Andy okay, that okay. she's leaving. And, mm-hmm. you know, she can't give up what she's wanted her whole life. And they're her both dream. really sad. And the question here is, Jessica, is this going to be the first time that a Christmas movie doesn't have a happy ending? (laughs) Oh, okay. But maybe the happy ending is like getting her executive job. (laughs) Okay. You are clearly wrong about that. Like, what Um, are you even thinking? Okay. The happy ending is never that the career girl goes back to her career. Right. She always discovers that small town life is better than her, like, New York career so, so what, okay, so what happens? So that's so silly, but you, I obviously I'm wrong. There will be a happy ending before Lauren can leave. Andy gets a call that his father has collapsed, and so they rush to be by his side. And Andy is so worried about his father's health that he realizes that he has to help his dad with the business. Again, no one is being explicit about what the business is. Right. But in seeing him and his dad come together, Lauren has a realization of her own. She's decided she's going to stay in Garland. She turns down the fellowship and she goes to find Andy at the Christmas festival to tell him. And then they kiss. And it is a happy ending after all. But one last thing. Mm -hmm. It turns out that Frank is, in fact, Santa Claus. (laughs) Okay. So does that mean she's... Or I guess she's not going to be Mrs. Claus. Well, one anyway, day, she's going to be a homemaker. Now. One day she's going to be Mrs. Claus. She's going to be a doctor and oh, Mrs. God. Claus. And the way we find out that Frank is, in fact, Santa Claus is he comes out in a full Santa outfit in a sleigh being led by Rudy, the reindeer. And then it like goes up into the air. Let's get this show underway. And that's how the movie ends. <laughs> Are these like, okay, like this is like kitsch. Like this is like. LOL, this is so ridiculous. Or this is like, like, I don't get it. Why why would you want to watch this? That's a great question. I mean, maybe it's just like you're trying to get away from your family. Well, I mean, I think that's some of it. And this is something to do. Some of it is like you're just trying to look for entertainment anywhere you can find it. I I think that for a lot of people who watch it, like for me, it is kitsch. Like I find it hilarious. Like it's unintentionally a comedy for me, right? Like I'm like, he's Santa Claus? Like that's the story. Yeah, okay. That's like, it's funny when you tell it. Right. But I don't know that that's how it's intended, but it's certainly how I receive it. So I think like I would love to hear from people who have different reasons why they love these movies. For me, it's always hilarious. And the more deranged the storyline, the more I love it. Because I'm just like, what's happening now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, that's fun. I could see that. You can kind of see that, right? And I think there are people who play like Hallmark Christmas games, like drinking games where like when something mm. happens, you know, there's a okay. lot of ways yeah, yeah, to yeah. make it fun. But I think what's interesting is that Candace Cameron Bure herself is like a really mm-hmm. interesting part of the Hallmark universe because she really is the queen of Christmas or the queen of Hallmark Christmas. But you know, I don't know how much you know about her, but she's quite conservative. She's an openly conservative celebrity, obviously, of which there are not a ton. And she's been creating content for the channel since 2008. And her first Hallmark movie was called Moonlight and Mistletoe. (laughs) (laughs) And just FYI, Tom Arnold was in it, just in case you're wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But in 2022, she announced that she was ending her contract with Hallmark. 
And she was going to go to this other channel called the Great American Family Channel, which she claimed was more in line with her traditional and religious values. Mm -hmm. And this created a controversy because it seemed very much like a veiled way of saying she rejected that there were now LGBTQ themes and more diversity in the stories. And this is what she said at the time. My heart wants to tell stories that have more meaning and purpose and depth behind them. I know that the people behind Great American Family were Christians that loved the Lord and wanted to promote faith programming and good family entertainment. Were there like some gay uncles in mistletoe and... Mischief, what is it? Holiday mistletoe and whatever. So they like, had started to kind of introduce characters that were obliquely gay. Like they would have two men who were friends. They would never explicitly talk about their being gay, but you could kind of get a sense. But at this point, they make movies where there are two leads who are gay and who end up together. There has been a push towards more diversity and inclusion okay. on the channel. And there was kind of this scandal because at some point there was an ad on the channel from a wedding registry site where two lesbians kissed and a conservative group started to organize a boycott. And initially they pulled the commercial, but then there was a boycott of the channel from the other side and competitors like Netflix and other streamers who now make these movies touted that they have more LGBTQ diversity. So Hallmark reversed its decision and said it would reinstate the advertisements and work with GLAAD and other LGBTQ groups to have more inclusive programming. All of that happened in 2019. So that was before she kind of made the statement that made it clear that she wanted more love of the Lord in her programming. <laughs> so, and okay. she said this thing, which was very coded, but clear, which is she was like, Hallmark is now a completely different network than when I started, thanks to a change in leadership. Bye, Candace. Bye, Candace. (laughs) See ya. See ya. Bye, Candace. I mean, honestly, I don't miss her. But Um, this was like a big thing in the Hallmark universe. So I think I, I mean, I have no connection to Hallmark movies whatsoever, except for one thing, which is that my friends that I grew up with, Neil Bledsoe. We went to high school together. He's like a pretty well-known Hallmark actor or like this type of, I don't, I, I'm still, I mean, I'm like sure Great I've American seen all Family versus Hallmark, yeah. whatever. Like yeah. he was on very, he, you know, he was a successful actor in other realms and he started doing Hallmark movies. He starred at one point in something with Winnie Cooper, whose name I forget, but who you mentioned earlier. Danica McKellar. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Danica McKellar. Um, and then when this all was happening, he took a stand and was like, I'm out. If you can't support LGBTQ issues, that's not a network that I want to be involved in. And so there were all these headlines about Neil, my high school dance tolo date, <laughs> um, being the right kind of ally. So, okay, so that's I just my... Googled this and you're right. Okay. So this is actually exactly what we're talking about. Neil, I guess, had also gone over to Great American Family. So basically, Great American Family was started by this guy who used to run Hallmark, this guy, Bill Abbott. Okay. Who sort of created this this concept. And after all of this stuff happens with the lesbian ad, he abruptly leaves the channel in February of 2020. And he starts trying to recruit the famous actors of Hallmark to come over to Great American Family, which he sort of strategically says is going to be more traditional 
but never explicitly says that it's not going to have inclusion or LGBTQ, et cetera. So it, when Candace makes these remarks two years later, it becomes a controversy. And Neil was, I guess, signed on to make some films with the Great American Family Channel. Oh, and okay. he said he would no longer do that. So I hopefully see. he's still making Hallmark movies and wants to come on and tell us all about that because I want to hear everything about that experience. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm curious. I don't know. Yeah. See, now aren't you more curious about what it's like to be part of this world? Kind Kind of. <laughs> Not really. Well, Neil, I really appreciate you. Even if your friend Jessica from high school can't understand why. <laughs> no, I appreciate what he did. I just don't know that I need to watch the movie. Um, anyhow, okay. So is there a movie that you're currently watching right now? Oh, I mean, I don't like always even watch a movie to the end. Sometimes I'll just watch okay. like an hour of it and finish. Like I'm not like DVRing the movie. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So I'm not okay. like in the middle of a movie. I'm trying to think if I watched anything last night. I mean, I'll just sort of flip through channels and sometimes there'll be one that I know. There's another famous Candace Cameron Bure one where she plays twins. Like she plays both parts. <laughs> and right, right. They're sisters that are estranged and they swap lives and for some reason even though that movie is very bad I love it so whenever that's on I watch it there's okay. a lot of themes around royalty so it'll be like oh, small town girl gets asked to be a nanny in fake European country like Genovia you know okay. and she'll <laughs> go there to be the nanny and she'll fall in love with like her charges brother who happens to be the prince you know okay got like, it got it got it got it there's a lot of these kind yeah, of these like, are all like fairy fantasy, tales in one fairy tales. way or another yes. yeah I mean essentially that's what it is it's a fairy tale about what life could be like in a fantasy I remember once I actually brought this up with my therapist like it was a holiday <laughs> season that. where I was feeling a little depressed and I was like I just like why don't I have a family like this and she was like <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, that's deranged. <laughs> like, like, these are fantasies. Nobody has families like this. Like, this is not the real world. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, what I thought in that moment is I can't believe I have to you pay better someone move to, a to small say town. this to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, get out of New York City, um, you careerist. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think that if I take you can take your baker boyfriend with you because clearly he belongs in a small town. Open up your little bagel shop. And... Okay. I just want you to know that I do want to move to a small town and open up a bagel shop. Okay, well... And Mike is like, no, like, I want to live in New York. Like, why would I want to go to some small town? So he's just like refusing to participate in my fantasy. But okay. I guess that's a happy ending of its own because I'm pretty sure if I ended up in some small town, I'd be tearing my hair out in like a week. So, Or I, maybe you would love it. Maybe I would love it. I think we can leave this episode here. Do you feel like you know everything you need to know about Hallmark movies? Yeah, I think I know enough and <laughs> I will file this away in my head. And I'm still never going to watch them. Okay. All right. Well, I feel like my job here is done then. <laughs> Great work. Happy holidays. <laughs> Susie, just before we wrap this episode up, I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge some of the ideas that our listeners have been sending in. So every week we've been asking you to tell us what you think we should explore. And as we wrap up season one, we're getting ready to tackle all of these new subjects for season two. And 
We love some of these ideas that have been sent in. Yeah, I mean, we've had such great response. And I just want you guys to know we read every email and every DM. And I love all of them. And I always say that I kind of want to write a thank you note, like a handwritten thank you note to all of you. So if you DM me your address, I probably will do that. But yeah, let's go over some of these ideas because, you know, we have great episodes coming up, but hopefully there'll be an opportunity to incorporate some of these. Yeah. One that I am really excited about came from Beth Lipton, who actually sent a couple of great ones about Lilith Fair and the Riot Girl era of the 90s. I was always so upset I didn't go to Lilith Fair. I know. Me too. I mean, I have seen Indigo Girls in concert like five times, so I feel like it's kind of the closest you're going to get to Lilith Fair. But I am really sad I missed it. And there has been a funny TikTok going around recently of a young person being like, what? There was a festival that was all women and it was called Lilith Fair. Um, So I think good fodder for us. Yeah. And also maybe it will inspire someone to make another Lilith Fair. Like I would totally go to that now. Beth sent in another good idea about doing something around Sandy's transition in Greece, like how she had to become a bad girl to get the guy. And I always loved that. Um, there's a great thing in here about something I don't know about, but I feel like I should do a lot of research on, which is Mariah Carey's glitter meltdown. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want to know everything about that. I don't okay. know what that, that is either. That came from Maddie Lambert. So yes. Thanks, Maddie. We'll, we'll look that up. Yeah, I think that's a good um, one. But all of these are so great. And we hope people and listeners will keep sending them because we really do look into them and, and maybe we'll pursue them. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. We really love all of you. This is In Retrospect. Thanks for listening. Is there a cultural moment you can't stop thinking about and want us to explore in a future episode? Email us at inretropod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at inretropod. If you love this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you hate it, you can post nasty comments on our Instagram, which we may or may not delete. You can also find us on Instagram at Jessica Bennett and at Susie B NYC. Also, check out Jessica's books, Feminist Fight Club, and This Is 18. In Retrospect is a production of iHeart Podcasts and The Meteor. Lauren Hansen is our supervising producer. Derek Clements is our engineer and sound designer. Sharon Atia is our researcher and associate producer. Our executive producer from The Meteor is Cindy Levy. Our executive producers from iHeart are Anna Stump and Katrina Norvell. Our artwork is from Pentagram. Additional editing help from Mary Dew and Mike Coscarelli. Sound correction and mastering by Amanda Rose Smith. We are your hosts, Susie Banikaram and Jessica Bennett. We're also executive producers. For even more, check out inretropod.com. See you next week. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. 
So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give love and logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com.